On this episode of Cutscenes, the team confronts their seven evil exes in Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Let's get right into it. Video Game Movie Podcast. Welcome to Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast, the show where we talk about the intersection between video games and movies. I'm Jacob McCourt. I'm Kitty Lesbrance. And I'm Travis Colnett. And in this episode, we jump into 2010's Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and we start with the tutorial. We're going to take 60 seconds to give you the high-level plot of this movie, and we're going to do it hot potato style, where each of us take 20 seconds to give you the plot in pieces. Who wants to start this time? I guess I can start. Okay, Travis, you're going to start, and then I will... Katie can go second, and I'll go last. Okay, Okay. ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay, so this is a movie that is based on a comic book, and uh, but the comic book is actually very video game related and stuff so it pretty much follows a guy named scott he lives in toronto and he ends up finding uh seeing this girl that he uh finds very very attractive and he wants to date her and her name is ramona uh ramona flowers and she's kind of uh hard to get to know but he finds out that she has seven evil exes <gasps> that for some reason that she's like you have to defeat my seven evil exes in order to date me so he uh starts running through them and then uh chaos ensues and the chaos is a bunch of fights between these evil exes but also there's a battle of the bands because we didn't say scott pilgrim is a musician oh right but he's like a burnout musician and a bad musician in a band called the sex bombs the cast is insane there's so much to talk about in this movie and why don't we just get the hell into it yeah there scott pilgrim versus the world <laughs> guys i love this movie I yeah. love this movie, and I'm so happy that we're here to talk about it today. I've This has been one of my favorite movies for a very, very, very long time, probably since it came out. It's like always been within my top like 10 to 5 favorite movies of all time, and I haven't watched it in a very long time. Like I can't even remember the last time I watched this movie. So I was like, when you guys said, let's do this, because you know, it's video game adjacent, Right. Um, so it's close enough. And I was like, yes, we are watching this because I'm super excited to watch it again. Yeah. I think the last time that you watched it was the time that you were like, Katie, you have to watch this movie yeah. and you just wanted to watch it again. Yeah. So you're like, no, it's really, it's amazing. Yeah. So you have to watch it with me. Pretty much. Uh, and that was I, at least five years ago. At least. Yeah. So yeah, I liked it then and I still like it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. It's just it's a really good movie. Yeah, it is really, really good. Mm-hmm. So. It's an Edgar Wright movie. Mm-hmm. And if you liked Baby Driver, which was a movie that he made a couple years ago. I've never seen I it. I liked it. Uh Ansel Elgore, Jamie Foxx, person we shouldn't name. <laughs> but the cast here compared like Baby Driver is insane. Yeah. Yes. And it's a lot of people who like were in this movie right before they blew up. Yes. Yes. It's it's like it's like the the lesser known up and coming baby driver because all those yeah. people were aside from uh, Ansel, who's the main guy who is kind of up and coming. Aside from that, everyone else in that movie is it's like John Hamm and Jamie Fox. This one, it's like Aubrey Plaza, yeah, Anna and- Kendrick, <laughs> yes, Chris Anna Kendrick. Evans, yep. Uh, who else is it? I mean, Michael Sarah was already he was a big deal Brandon kind of Ralph. around there at the time. Yep, he was. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winston, Brie Larson, uh, oh. Kieran Culkin. Yep. yep, who's in? Uh, what show is he on? Succession. Thank you, Succession. Yeah. Uh, cast is insane. Yeah, this mm-hmm. cast is absolutely insane. It's kind of crazy watching it. You're like, this was ten years ago, like almost yeah exactly because it was 2010 and so you're like oh like this is them like in their early 20s before they've really done anything major sarah is just coming off of super bad i think probably i think he had i don't even know when super bad came out i I can't remember before and then um who's the other person we just talked about mary elizabeth winstead no chris evans chris evans yeah is i believe just starting to be uh, he was probably in like he was probably Coming off of being uh, the Human Torch in those Fantastic Four movies. Oh God! Oh right! I forgot he that he was that. the Human Torch. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really turned that superhero thing around, <laughs> didn't he? It worked out after all. You know, there are a few people that got two yes. shots at Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, ben. Ben, the big Ben, who's ben dating Affleck? Ben Affleck, because he was the dating Daredevil. Ben. The big Ben. <laughs> I was like the one who's dating Anna De Armas. Yeah, um, yeah, he was Daredevil, and now he's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. 
but his two shots at it are less successful but yeah. that's okay he's not ryan reynolds but that's okay um but i think it's fair to say that this movie is one of the most unique i've seen mm-hmm. and Definitely. it's because as you said travis it's at that intersection of video games and movies which is kind of the conceit of the show is mm-hmm. like we're going to talk about video game movies but sometimes they're based on games and sometimes they're not yeah um this movie feels like a video game the entire way through yeah. yes uh, based in Toronto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout outs to Toronto. Toronto. And we have Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a Toronto theme game later, but um, this movie just feels like a comic book. Yeah. Travis, you're a huge fan of comic books. I think you have the Scott Pilgrim book somewhere on your shelf. They're literally right behind me. Oh, you're holding it I'm in your holding hand? I'm holding volume six in my hand right now. I have all of them on my shelf right so now. So I don't remember. Is the, is the, comic book based on the movie or is the movie based on the comic the book? comic came first but not okay. the whole comic the movie was filmed before the comic was finished oh so interesting. they kind of did their own ending it they got pretty close like the comic series wasn't yes. finished yes, yes, okay. yes so like i have them in graphic novels i don't know if it came out as individual issues i have no idea if that's the case i think it was just in volumes but um yeah so the movie came out i think at the height of like it the comic coming out and it was it was good. And like, even like early in the movie scenes are ripped directly from mm-hmm. the comic. Like there's some stuff in there that is like literally shot for shot. Um, how the comic is in, in the layout and everything. But then it kind of does a game of Thrones thing where, you know, it veers off a little bit because the book wasn't finished yet. Mm-hmm. And it got to close to the same ending anyways, except for a few oddball things. Like I think the end of the book, um, it's like spoilers, but it's like envy and Gideon at the end as the main villains. Oh, okay. And then, and Scott and Ramona together take down Gideon, like hmm. collectively both with swords and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, yeah. The first book came out in 2004. The last book came out in 2010. Exactly. When that's the, movie the thing. So I think out. the books weren't finished. So that's probably, yeah. uh, like the movie came out and so they kind of had to do their own ending. Yeah. It is split very, um, I think pretty equally between video games and comic books. Yes. Like visually, um, it looks very comic booky. There's like words overlaid. There's like sounds that are written out that are kind yep. of overlaid. Like the phone ringing, it says ring on the yeah, screen. Is that onomatopoeia? Onomatopoeia? What's that thing where you... A word is is, is yeah, a like sound. Yeah, like the spelling of the word. Is the sound that's in on, yeah. onomatopoeia. Yeah, 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 You just say it fast and yeah. it's going to be right. I'm like onomatopoeia. <laughs> I'm like, that's definitely not right. <laughs> just say it quick. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Um, so that is very comic booky, but then they have all of these video game things that are overlaid too, where yes. uh, like he's versus up against symbols. yes, versus symbols, sounds um, from classic sounds. games. Like yes. I swear, there's like Sonic oh, sounds. There's yeah. so game. much Zelda yeah. in this. I there's I coins heard. dropping. Yeah. Yes, oh, for sure. Uh, there's like ratings. Like yep. I'm sorry, when it showed his roommate, I believe. And it says his rating is a 7.5. It's like, he's he's a 7.5. He's fine. And then like his own rating earlier, Scott Pilgrim's rating earlier was like excellent or something like that. Yeah. And the stuff like there was, he goes to the bathroom and there's a P bar that like lowers. Yes. Yes. Which is very like, oh, this is Death Stranding. Like, (laughs) (laughs) this is also me because I always have to pee. Yeah. (laughs) So beyond the visual and audio elements, I find that the pacing is unlike so many other movies because it it never stops. Yeah. For the almost two hours, it's even moving from scene to scene, it will jump cut and like there's a lot of care given to make sure that like if they're going to swing the camera to the right, yep. the next shot is going to swing to the right in the same way and transition you to the next scene. Yeah, and yeah. they're continuing the same conversation and like walking in the same direction. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not like they're smashing to a whole other scene. They're continuing the scene in seamlessly a different location yes, to a different and time place. and setting and everything mm-hmm. you lived in toronto travis a little bit i lived in toronto yep um were there any locations that you recognized um yes and no like i i wasn't in toronto long enough but i definitely know like recognize most of the settings like yeah. you could tell that they obviously were like i mean there's even just stuff in this movie that's got so many like Canadian institutions yeah, like Second pizza, Cup, pizza, 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 pizza. Yes, Second Cup is where Anna Kendrick's oh, I didn't, sister I didn't notice Second Cup. Yeah, yeah, her name takes a Second Cup. Oh, it did. Yeah. You're right. I know. So I was like, oh, a Second Cup, and yeah. then Aww. Pizza Pizza, and I was like, oh, and oh, Honest pizza. Ed's, which is a very yes. famous retailer yep. in Toronto, and then Casa Loma. Casa Loma. Which, like, if you are a Canadian, if you're from Toronto, it was filmed in Toronto, based in Toronto, and you are gonna like 
be really attracted to it. Exactly. Yeah, and it's clearly in Toronto. It's yeah. not like they're in Toronto trying to be it's like not, New York or trying yeah. to be another city. It's it's clearly Toronto. supposed to be in Toronto. And yeah. they mention that they're in Toronto. Yeah. Like they yep. state that they're in Toronto. Yeah. Because uh, Ramona Flowers was originally from New York yeah. and she's like, I just needed to get away from the big city so she moved to another big city yeah, in Canada. Much. Yeah, that was one thing. Um, shout out to my husband. He's like... <laughs> He's like, I take issue with the fact that she is talking about Toronto as if it is so different that it's another planet because she talks about how it's still snowing. Yeah. And he's like, it is barely different. (laughs) He's like, it is the same weather. I'm like, well, it's a little bit colder. He's like, no, it's not that different. She's talking about it like it's totally different. But yeah, it's it. She didn't. Yeah. Make the biggest trends. It's not like she moved to Montana. Like, no, it's it's not that different. Yeah. Yeah. Climate, size of city. Yeah. Anyway. Um. The whole conceit of this movie is that uh, Ramona Flowers and Scott Pilgrim meet at a party. Scott's a dork, right? Scott's Scott's a dork, but also kind of an ass. Like, yeah, I. So this was, I think, my biggest takeaway from watching it now, uh, as like a, a fully as grown, a adult. fully grown, mature adult. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> who is like now has has had relationships, Literally. and knows how to how be to speak a, to people. Yes. even like I was watching this, and I was like, wow, Scott's an ass. <laughs> He's like, a toxic boyfriend. Yeah, he's really he makes some really bad decisions and says some really dumb things. And I'm just like, wow, I don't think I realized how much of a jerk he is, especially in how he deals with knives. So, yes. So knives is basically it starts off with he has this new girlfriend who is a high school 17 17 year old and he's 22 which a also creepy hey they've barely held hands barely and he states that yeah (laughs) everything's on the level is that illegal here i'm not sure it's not but well holding hands is legal that's fine they can do everything (laughs) that they did i looked it up afterwards age of consent is 16 okay there you go really yeah i know weird oh anyway even so moving on yeah it's still a little weird um but basically he's dating this girl and it's clear that he his value that he's taking from this relationship is how much she likes him yeah and how cool that she thinks that he is and it lifts him up and not it's not like a two-way not relationship at all at all and i feel terrible for knives most like oh my gosh like poor knives yeah she gets a little obsessive later on but early knives scenes i'm just like heartbroken Mm -hmm. watching her yeah um and like she's just so excited to see him and she's just like she just wants to be in you know at his band practice and everything like that and then like um he's she's a, the most he's supportive dog. oh yeah oh, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> like her i'll be quieter like, I, I cried i cried <laughs> yeah give like, her a few years she'll literally. be badass oh, she, she was badass <laughs> she was by badass. the end of this yeah, movie true. you know yeah. what i mean but like she had to get through a crappy boyfriend yeah. to get there so yeah uh speaking of crappy boyfriends yeah uh, oh God. oh wow Great transition. Yeah, it's very good. Well, and you know what's even better when, when you call it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Ramona Flowers uh, finds Scott Pilgrim. They, I guess, fall in love and have this very PG love scene where you see her back and she's like, ooh. Back. Uh, and then you realize that she has seven evil exes from her past dating life yes. who all want to kill Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. This is also very video gamey where yes. it's like, does that make sense? It doesn't matter. She's like, this is what it is. I have seven evil exes. Yep. You have to defeat them if we're going to date. Yep. That's just, it's that very is matter of fact. Yes, like, this is how it is. All the craziness is very matter of fact. And I think that's really fun. It's funny because like I watched this with my wife last night who hasn't seen it in a very, very long time. And she said like, I just couldn't accept that they were okay with like this club being destroyed. And I'm like, you just got to go just roll yeah. with it. Like you just like it's, things it's are happening. Game. Yeah. She's like, why can he see her in her dreams? And she, I'm like, you just roll with it. You just <laughs> accept the fact that this is happening and that's all you got to do. Later, he's going to pull a sword out of his heart. Yeah. And you're going to have to be it's okay fine. with it. Yeah, At you least just, once. You just have to accept it. So, <laughs> um, were there any evil exes that you specifically wanted to call out, talk about, shout out? Because uh, I had one that I loved. Go and it for was it. Chris Evans. Okay. Um, as Lucas Lee. So essentially, the scenes at Casa Loma, that big castle that I talked about earlier, and he's a movie star. They're filming a movie there. He's like the stereotypical action hero and like has a bunch of stunt doubles that fight Scott. And even he kicks Scott's butt, but he's like, 
man, Scott Pilgrim's like, man, you should go skateboard off this rail because I hear that you're a big skateboard guy. And he pulls down his chest and there's like a skateboarding brand tattoo on him. He's like, bro, I'm going to do this. And he like, (laughs) that's actually a really good impersonation. (laughs) He goes full on, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. (laughs) Ramona's my girl. (laughs) Oh my God. You'll have to go through me. And so he grinds down this rail for a, a whole minute long, and yep. then just explodes and dies at the end. Yeah, he gets down to like three hundred. Did, did 300 it put it in kilometers? In kilometers, uh, yeah, it wasn't did. Kilometers. KPH. So yes. yes, for for anyone who's not in the United States of America, metric is a thing that you might want to learn about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was. Oh really, no, the imperial system is stupid. Let's just leave it at that. You're probably not wrong. Do, do you know how much a, a mile is to convert I, into I kilometers? Don't. I, don't. I have a hard time knowing like how long a foot is, honestly. How about, uh, what's a centimeter? Yes. Everything's tens. Yeah. It's, there's it 10 millimeters in a centimeter. There's not like, it's 1.6 to... What anyway. about a pint or a no quart? No clue. No clue. What is that? <laughs> anyway, also just with Chris Evans, I mean, all of them in general, Chris Evans points out that basically each of the X's has kind of their own thing and it's very, uh, same thing, video gamey. Yes. Where each boss has like boss its battle. own mechanic. Yep. Where Chris Evans, he has his stunt doubles. Yep. He has like nine stunt doubles. So then he, Michael, uh, Michael, Michael Sarah? Michael yeah. Sarah. For some reason, Michael didn't sound right. Yeah. And I said Michael Sarah and I'm like, is that his name? <laughs> yeah, that's his name. <laughs> anyway, Michael Sarah. It is fighting Chris Evans and then he punches somebody and then it's like oh that's not Chris Evans that's some lookalike guy and mm-hmm. then he's got like he's like I can do it without my stunt team <laughs> and there's nine of them and it was just a night it was a good um, way of twisting each one yes that they each had their own thing they each had their own thing and each one was different and interesting it's like yes it's like a boss battle like yes. a boss rush game where like you're literally just going through the bosses yeah there's a little bit of story in between but like every boss has a little bit of something different little uh, like different mechanics and everything like that so did you play the Scott Pilgrim video <laughs> I game I did uh, it's like a side scrolling beat em up yeah and it's uh, it's fun it, yep. it, it's, it's a lot of fun Um, I think it translates very well to both video game and comic book and movie. Like all three things are just very well done. Yeah, if you like Castle Crashers or any kind of Battletoads, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, yeah. Simpsons arcade, like you're going to love that All game. that kind of stuff, exactly. Yeah. So the one played by, I mean, Vegan Todd, I also liked him. Yes, Brandon just Ralph. Me up. Uh, yes, they just, um, they did that thing where it's it's hipster movie. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of making fun of hipsters at they're the exact fun same of the time. Vegan stuff, yeah. Yeah, and even yeah. though it's it's a movie very um, marketed towards yep. kind of our uh, demographic yes. and age group, where yeah. we all know hipsters or are maybe are hipsters. Are hipsters, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's about it makes fun of them. Yep. While same thing, advert kind of marketing towards. It, that. I feel like they made this movie for twenty year old Jacob and Travis. Literally, and basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty yeah. much. Um, but the one played by Mae Whitman. Yes. Oh, Roxy. So she, she's, she, I like her. I love she's Mae funny. Whitman. But the fact that she basically died <laughs> yes. by orgasming to death <laughs> was an excellent way oh of a different death for a, yeah. for a boss. The weakness is the back <laughs> of her knees. How do you Which, know that? <laughs> Well, when we were making out, I would just okay. Stop talking! Right. Stop yeah. talking! <laughs> and also, another video gamey thing. That's that's the you weakness. Find the weakness, literally. Why? Why is it that spot? Yeah, it's just because what? That's what it that's is. What it is. But yes, I that that cracked me up yeah, quite a bit. It's really really good. So yeah, it, when uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, <laughs> who played Ramona Flowers, pulled out her hammer, all I could think of was yes. Amy, oh. Amy from the Sonic movies. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, they're gonna fight. So yeah, I would girl say, fight. woo, like Roxy. It's <laughs> such a bro thing. Oh, no. Girl fight. No, okay. Oh lord. I'm not saying it because of the bro thing, but actually, the Roxy fight's my favorite fight in this movie. Well, yeah. Also, I'd it's expect actually, that from you. No, but it's very good. It is good. All it's, the fight scenes are very the, good. The choreography yes. in all the fight scenes, terrific. It like, reminded me of like a kung fu movie. Yes. Like it was very over the top. Yeah, but it was good. Yeah. Like every hit had power behind it. Like every hit mattered. And it was like, and yeah, it's weird because like 
Michael Sarah plays Scott, and Scott's such this like meek, like not meek, but just like weak looking. You mean seventy percent of Michael Sarah's characters? Yeah, literally. But like he's just there's no. I mean, he has range. I watched Molly's oh, for game, sure. and he's he plays like a real jerk off in that movie, and yeah. it's fantastic. But like three quarters of his characters Wait. are that. Yeah, and so like the thing is like Scott is Casting. very like there's no backbone to Scott, and you know he's <laughs> and he's roundhouse kicking people. <laughs> yeah, so it, there's like it's funny because you watch him fighting. And then I'm like, oh, there's like some confidence in there. And he plays the, like, he does the fight scenes very well. Like, I very much enjoyed the fight scenes because of that. No, I really like the Roxy fight scene. There's really good music in that scene where it's like, yeah. there's a thumping bass and it's just like done really, really well. Um, and the, the club that they're yes, in is gorgeous. It's very, yes. very good. White everywhere. Yeah. And there's lots of light and it looks great. It's very good. And then um, I really like um, the opening fight for Matthew Patel, the very first one. Really? Not, okay. I liked it too. The first half really? of Matthew Except Patel. Except kind of the racial stuff. Yes, I didn't like that. Yeah, hey, are we gonna open this uh, yeah. this bag of worms Let's right say, now? I didn't need him to go full Bollywood. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know how I felt. I, I, I it yeah, made me I, a little uncomfortable. I felt I uncomfortable watching it. But then I'm like, but it, I don't It's know. a product of It's not time. like it's a white guy playing. No, for sure. An Indian guy doing Bollywood. So, but I was like, I don't, but it, yes. it didn't feel like that the Bollywood was very well done. No, I felt uncomfortable watching. It was thrown in at yeah. the last second. Yeah. You're like, hey, what is he? Is he Patel? Is he he Bollywood? can do Bollywood. Yeah. Like it I felt mean, weird. The, the fireballs yeah. and the demon chicks, that's right out of the comics. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like the Bollywoodness of it, I didn't need the first half. See, even the character made me no, uncomfortable. No, he's annoying. No, I think... <laughs> I think what I like the most about the Matthew Patel scene is literally the, he comes crashing in okay. and there's the, what did I do? And there's like, there's a, um, a really good swell of the music and it's really, really like, right. like, and it hits like a really good crescendo where he like punches them and he goes flying. Like there's, it's just a really good moment. The beginning of that. So scene. you mean just like plot wise, the yes. fact that it's the first one and he's figuring out what's even happening yes, and yeah. he's confused. The execution that of that initial scene I can get on board with is that. very, very good. And like how, Patel comes flying in the the hit and then like just the initial conflict and trying to figure that out I really really liked yes. then it took a weird turn where I felt uncomfortable and then I was like okay this could be done like as soon as he he did some head bobbing thing and then he does the first his first like Bollywood hand gesture just like while he's talking to while he's like trash talking and does a head bob and I besides the racial stuff it was just it just made me cringe. Yeah. It was just cringy. Right. And I thought that that was good acting, but I think the yeah. writing, the writing was bad. Everyone's. There. Oh yes, I think so. Cause everyone's over the top yeah. and like, it's all kind of cringy, but that one I didn't like. There's the other ones I could appreciate the cringe. Like yeah. it was fine. I was on board, but that one I was not. See, and I think the thing is too, like watching this movie 10 years later, like seeing being more mature, you can tell that this movie is a bit of a product of its time because yeah. Like Kim, who I love, played by Alison Pill. I love her. Yeah. And um, she uses a few words that I'm like, yeah. oh, that's not a word. That's the R word. And yeah. she, I'm more, like more than once. I think. Oh, yeah. I didn't, even, I didn't even. Yeah. Notice. I yeah. caught it a few times and I was like, like oh, nope, that, that that doesn't fly. And I, but I think it was a product was a, of its time. There was it'd a be, it'd be tricky. The, you yeah. might be able to. It depends how it, you have to strike the right tone. It's not, you know, how but, Kim acts, though. It's not like. No. Yeah. And see, yeah. there was a line for me that like they were talking about knives and they asked her about Chinese food. And, yes. Like, that, that was also that felt was like coming up on the line. And then they're like, can you date outside of your race? Yes. See, but no, like, that's Ugh. see the reason why that's funny, though, is because the joke is not on her. It's on Scott. Yes. Scott because is Scott, the one yes. being the idiot. Yes. And the joke is that he is doing stupid things and making it weird. Because he's an ass. He's like the yes. audience surrogate or or no. he's the he's the surrogate for that person that would be insensitive. The yes. ass. Like the joke isn't on her. Yeah. He's not making fun of her. The joke is just like, like Anchorman. The, the, the like whenever he says her. when he says sexist things in Anchorman. The joke isn't on Christine Applegate. Right. The joke is on Will Ferrell. Right, that, because we're watching is, it being right. self-aware. He is showing what the character that he is, and he is the idiot. But yes. they nail it sometimes. Like yes. when they do the, um, I'm going to break out the L word, and then he's like, lesbians? No, not that one. Or, or sorry, break out the L word, lesbian? Not that one. Lesbians? Yeah. Like that was very it's good. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, that's about Scott. 
Scott's yeah, right. the butt of that joke. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because he's a moron. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. that's like, that's when those work. Um, but yeah, there were certain ones like yeah, Kim just randomly. I could see that because she's very serious. Yes, yes. and that's thing. It wasn't really it's not a comment that way. Her. And then um, I think also a bit what bothered me. I Wallace is great. But honestly, his only one of his only characters is that, is that he's gay, and that was brought up like every single scene. And I think didn't they call him Gay Wallace at one point? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, I think that like Scott introduces. But then again, I guess that would be played for Scott. Again, he introduces knives to Wallace, and he, this he's is gay. Wallace. He's gay. That, they tell you he's gay. Like, if there was, if they had made him further, like if they had developed Wallace further, then yeah, I could. I can see both sides of that one. Yes. That one could go either way. But I think there was a few moments in this movie that I was like, okay, just a product of the time that it was made. you can tell it was like 10 years ago. Yeah, it was just a product of the time that it was made. It probably wouldn't fly nowadays. I just want to know why Kieran Culkin didn't get work for a long time. Like, he's he's right? he's so funny. He's so good. Yeah, he's Have hilarious. you watched Succession? Succession? I do not. Okay, because I've heard he's great at that yeah. too. I've heard Succession is great. I just haven't watched it. Yeah. yeah too much content on television. Yeah, right? That's right. <laughs> uh, we talked about kind of the first four um exes we didn't talk about the cat oh cat uh, the the cat cat and yaga twins the cat and yagi twins you want to try that again? one cool. more time ha! <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the first four uh evil exes but we didn't talk about the the final three the you can do it first two were the cat and yagi twins good job man <laughs> and gideon aka yes. g-man that's been like teased throughout this entire movie exactly back to todd him and Brie Larson. Yes. At the very beginning on the phone, I didn't know how I felt because she is super breathy. Yes. Like excessive, which at all the characters are very... Over um, the top. Over, oh, yeah. They're all over the top. Yeah. It's all like com- like old comic booky yeah. over the topness. She kind of talks like this the whole time when she's, she's on like, the phone. So, I hear you're dating someone new. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. That's great. It's like a lot. And I was like, ooh. And then once you're in person, I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. Yeah. But just on the phone, I was like, I this is kind of making me uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. And see, I love Brie Larson. She's so good. Oh, she's yeah, so yeah, good. She's really, really, she's really so good. There are I don't think there's a single person in this whole cast, even like like the bit players, that I was like, that's a bad they're all great. They're all good bits. Even even the vegan police in that yes. scene, one oh, of the guys is from Westworld. Is oh. like a main character in Westworld. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, that. And um, Thomas Jane's the other one who. Yes. Uh, it, Thomas Jane is on. Was on the Expanse. I love the Expanse. Yeah. Love Thomas Jane. But Clifton Collins Jr. Collins Jr. plays a really big role in Westworld. Yes, he does. The vegan police were great. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they high five as they run as they go away. And they're pointing out with their finger guns. Yep. That oh shoot God. lasers. Yep. <laughs> or that just have like laser targeting sites yeah. on them through their fingers. <laughs> they don't have actual guns. Yeah, it's so good. I thought chicken parm was vegan. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh maybe not. Um, the Katniyagi twins. <laughs> You did it again. I did Good it again. Job. I did it. Um, the final scene is like in a big club. Yeah. It's the final battle of the bands. Yeah. Pretty much mm-hmm. um, for the win of it. And it's like the twins versus um, the sex bombs. And they're doing like, it's kind of like, just like it's a, you're battling at the same time, but there's like uh, what ends up happening in that fight is like big holographic, a dragon for the twins and a gorilla, like a yeti looking, yeti looking gorilla thing for yeah, yeah. Um, like a snow representing yeti. like a Donkey Kong almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he's representing you know the band and they those monsters pretty much fight. So it's like just like a giant big like uh, monster fight, which was actually kind of cool. Like the music was great. It was like, a good mixture instead yeah. of like the actual like fist to fist, fist to like, fist. It was yeah. like yeah, like just let's make this one just CGI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then the final G-Man Gideon fight. Yeah. Which is in another like underground club. Yep. Where the sex moms get signed to a contract. Yeah. But without Scott because he has an ego and he doesn't want to sign away his life to Gideon. Yeah. Who is the final well, evil ex from Ramona Flowers. To be fair. I get it. He's super sketchy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds. Don't it looks like him. a bad idea. Played by Jason yeah. Schwartzman. Who does a great job uh-huh. of being the skeeziest hipsteriest but corporate guy record label exec that who's you like ever... i will own you <laughs> literally yeah because that's literally what he does to ramona he's got like a yeah. brain chip yes so which which i'm glad they did because at first you're like why is this happening yeah. and he kind of has her he's like she's mine now she just makes bad decisions. and he's like petting her yeah instead of it being like because we've already gone down this comic book uh, video game route right and he's has her next and he's like petting her head like a dog 
And he's like, yeah, on his she's large not- throne. Yeah, and it's very, um, it's very like Star there. Wars. It's yeah. very like Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like right. it was weird. And then I was gonna say Egyptian, but uh, sure. Star Wars, sure. Yeah, she's yeah, thinking yeah. Leia and like oh yeah, and Jabba. Jabba. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jabba is a Hazara. Anyway, um, we can go down that <laughs> whole thing, but it's fine. Um, yeah, and then it turns out that he some put like a chip in chip her, her brain stem, basically, much. so yeah. that he controls her, which yeah. is weird, but. I, that's fine yeah totally it kind of explains that whole thing yeah it's i will say that i I mean okay having read the comics blah 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 right but like you're gonna be that guy there's <laughs> there's a lot more development to ramona in the i books, would hope so obviously and i think that was also something i noticed this time around was ramona's great i don't really you're not really given a reason why she likes Scott in the first place. No. Other than the fact that he's like the nicest boyfriend she's ever had, even though he's kind of an ass. Not saying much. Yeah. And so. Well, I mean, she's, it's, she does a little bit. Like she says, you see, basically all their other relationships have ended poorly and yeah. they're all terrible. Yeah. Assholes. Um, the thing is, I, in the comics, there's a lot more to Ramona. Like, I think getting to the point of where she respects herself to not put herself in these relationships anymore because she keeps falling into these relationships with these guys that treat her like garbage, right? And you don't really get that out of her because Scott is our main hero and for the simplicity of the movie, right? Yeah, I know. It kind of just pushes Scott forward, right? And where I think, you know, at the end, maybe Ramona should have gained the power of like self-respect, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Scott, maybe the love part because he realizes he can like actually like someone after envy and maybe Ramona should have gotten the power of self-respect because she herself, she respects herself to make a decision not to be with someone who's garbage, but she really ended up being the damsel at the very end, which kind of sucks because I would have liked to like, don't get me wrong. Knives coming in and then fighting with Gideon and all that kind of stuff was, was great. And also Scott getting what was coming to him with, having to confess to knives and Ramona yeah. that he cheated on them because you're going to say getting killed. No, <laughs> I, he got what was coming to him. Yeah. I meant like in terms of like, well, he did die right after he confessed it, but yeah, yeah. Um, he, he needed to have some sort of like, um, like penance for what he did. Right. And realizing that what he did was wrong because if Scott didn't have any kind of issue, like if knives didn't, if he didn't have to confront knives with what he did, I would be like, Scott didn't learn anything in this movie, right? Yeah. So it became Scott's journey, but also there's unresolved Ramona stuff there that I would have liked to have seen. Right. Her maybe. like learning and growing. Yes. And, yes, and some self-reflection. A, and that's thing, she was great this entire movie and then she just devolved into a damsel at the very end. Wouldn't Even, it have been great if she defeated Scott at the end and he was like the eighth evil ass? <laughs> Did I just that's make this movie That's interesting. Better? I just made this movie better. I don't know if it's better, but it's it's a it's a different, interesting way to go. You yeah. would have needed to completely rewrite this thing though yeah, to make Ramona yes. the centerpiece, like, or even just more developed so that it could switch protagonists exactly, or, or that he like became possessive of, of her at the end, and then she was like, "Oh, maybe this, maybe I can't do this again." And I'm glad that he like shall her kill him. Oh my god, here we go, fanfic. <laughs> this is my fanfic. Yeah. Welcome. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I wouldn't. I I like the fact that Scott kind of you know grew as a person. I just kind of wish there was some of that with Ramona too. Mm-hmm. So even throughout the movie, it's, yeah, it's it's not. She's very vague. Yeah, she's like, I've made bad decisions. I, really I want to stop doing. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about my past. Uh, my past keeps catching up with me. Yeah, and I can't keep running and like just yeah. very vague things. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the character. Like, yeah. I kind of get it, but at the same time, it would have been nice to have a little bit more. A little to bit her. more, I think. Because, yeah, I think everyone in this movie is pretty one note, except for Scott. Like, I don't think there's anyone, as much as everyone is great in this movie, yeah. every character is pretty one note. You mm-hmm. know, Kim is always angry. You know? caricature. Yeah, characters. you know what I mean? Like, Envy Wallace is. Wallace is gay. Yeah, like, they're all exactly like knives is young you know like they're all they're all very one note yeah knives probably got the most amount of growth maybe out of this as well yeah i mean she dyed uh, her hair and then yeah. her hair color got punched out of her head he punched out her highlights <laughs> i think that may have been one of my favorite lines yeah. because he says it he, he with pun- such oh my god because yeah. uh yeah the one character is young todd? Neil. oh todd, todd punches yeah he's like i'm not above hitting a girl and he punches her yeah and then uh, is he, it's a young Neil. Young yeah, Neil. he's like cradling her. He, yeah. he punched out her highlights. <laughs> he punched out her highlights. <laughs> and it's oh, it's very it's uh, so like dramatic. war movie, like yeah. 
holding your fallen comrade yeah yeah it cracked it's me up really good yeah. you um you touched on something that i don't think we've explicitly said there's a lot of dialogue in this movie like it's it's very dense mm-hmm. and there are a lot of jokes that if you aren't listening you'll miss them yes. it's very gilmore girls yeah yes. yeah it's yeah. just flying they're yeah. just going a mile a minute at one yeah. point he asks he's on a computer it's 2010 and he goes amazon.ca what's the website for that yeah. and like Again, there's so many jokes you in there. You wouldn't catch it if you're not really Wait, paying attention. There are films uh, made in Toronto. Yeah. Which like, yeah. again, there's a lot of dialogue in there that you just miss. This yeah. movie has so much to it that I think even on a second rewatch, you might not catch everything. Oh yeah. There's so many little Easter eggs and tidbits and everything scattered throughout that like you just, you have to rewatch it to be able to catch yeah. all of it if you really wanted to see it all. And great costumes. I oh mean, yeah. How many t-shirts did you recognize of Scott Pilgrim's? I loved his CBC one that he had yeah. on that date with Ramona. That- I, I did a double take. I was yeah. like, was that a CBC? Yeah. Which yep. is the Canadian Broadcasting Company. Also, he totally had an X-Men patch that he ripped yes, off and threw on I the ground. I thought of you. Yep, I, I thought of that. Travis. I was like, Travis so would never rip off Brian his X-Men Lee patch. Brian Lee O'Malley, the guy who made Scott Pilgrim, like the comic, he's a big X-Men fan. And so I think he drew that in there, at, like on Scott, in the in his outfit in the comics. Like oh. they made that outfit very similar to what he wears. He wore like an Astro Boy shirt at one point too. Yeah. Astro really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know Astro Boy. All through the movie, there's been a lot of explicitly video game elements to it. And then Gideon just kind of like it bumps it up yes. when he's fighting him because he get he like he levels up yep. and he pulls the sword out and now he has this new fancy weapon yep. that he's fighting with. And now it's like he's um it's like when you go when you're in a game and you've leveled up a bunch and then you go back to like an old uh, level yep. and now you're just ripping through well, all the people that had, used to fight that you got a one up right you. which is like pure video game oh no you got even, extra life even just like, like the power because oh, now yeah. all these like henchmen he's just like slaughtering all these henchmen oh yeah and they're all just nothing now yep. and i was like oh yeah it's yeah it, it's it feels appropriate it's like you know any game when and you go back you, and now you're like haha fight me now yeah. <laughs> you used to kick my ass not anymore what now yeah i really like that it also introduced like two-player mode when knives came in like it was like two-player oh, mode yeah. and then they like pretty much were doing the dance dance thing that they were doing yeah. like oh yeah that was really oh good. they were doing the dance dance more thing. or less yeah it was i didn't pick they up were on like that. fighting at the same time but it was pretty much the dance dance stuff that they that were doing, they were doing earlier yeah. oh i missed that yeah, it was really good see jokes yeah. that you miss mm-hmm. so we've talked a lot about the movie um, why don't we conclude our thoughts about it with a little segment we call Min Max. It's the segment where we take uh, points that we haven't talked about and talk about the good Max and talk about the, the not so good Min that we haven't covered yet. Why don't I go first? Uh, one point we haven't talked about is there's this little scene at the end with Scott, where there's like a negative, <laughs> there's like a, uh, like a dark world version mm-hmm. of Scott and they end up just hanging out and I was like hey that was that was really fun yeah when he's like I've got to fight this last boss and it's himself yeah and then they just bond yeah they're just like nah yeah <laughs> uh Min we talked about a little bit of the problematic dialogue I-, I won't go there we already talked it through yeah um does anyone else have any mins or maxes that we haven't covered yet uh you know what Travis you go first okay um well I do have a max that I we haven't really mentioned is just the music is great but the sound work in this movie is also really good. There's a ton of little tidbits of like noise that complement the dialogue. So like I, the scene I can think of is they're all in, it's right after band practice or something like that. And they're all chatting and someone asked a question and the windows like, like box noise popped up because young Neil happened to be on the computer at the same time. Oh yes. So like, but like, that's not the only time that happens every single time. There's like, sometimes a question or an exclamation. There's usually a little chime or noise depending on the scene that happens at the exact same time. It's like really nice little touches. There's like, maybe it'll be like a Zelda tune or it'll be like this or that, or like a bus noise, you know, like it's, it, they're mixed in throughout. And I very much appreciated like listening to the, once I noticed that they were there, I was like, I'm going to keep listening the entire time I listened to this movie and, mm-hmm. and see what they're there. So any men's, um, we kind of did talk about, uh, the, how it's a little outdated. Um, and I guess to, on, t- on top of that, Scott was kind of stalkerish when it came to Ramona that bothered me. I mean, it does explicitly he, say then he stalked her. Yes. He, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It was just at a party. It's no, not like he was like creeping outside her no, house. No, he ordered it, an he Amazon goes, package oh, yeah. to get her to show up at his house. And it's like, I'm not signing for this until you're going to Until you me. go on a date with me. Yeah. Creepy. 
So there's just a lot of questionable things that Scott does that wouldn't be okay today, which I mean, it's a good thing. It's not okay today, but watching this movie, I was like, Oh, oh, stop it. Like coerces her into dating. He pretty much, she's like, will you sign for this package? If I say yes, like literally she says that line of dialogue. I I just just want this guy to go away. Yeah. Right. So there's some moments where I'm just like, "Mm." Oh, one small max Ramona saying all those T's where she's like, she literally rambles off all of the T's in her cupboard. Oh, oh. <laughs> love that. I didn't Earl Grey honey. About. Yeah. Orange Pico. Was, liver disaster. That's all. That 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 slipped into the middle. That yeah. was that was, it really was very good. I yeah, I love um, that part. Well, you talk about the sound and the music. The one uh there's certain music choices that are really, really good. Yes. There is the one thing um when when she goes back to Gideon, uh, when she tells him, like, oh, I'm going back to Gideon, and it's just like on the street, like okay. it's on the club. And then um, Under My Thumb by the Stones starts oh, playing, okay. which is just thematically like exactly what's happening. Like she's under his thumb. Um, so there's certain things like that. And then um, the song that uh, Brie Larson yes. sings. It's a metric it's, song. Yes. Yes. It's a metric song. And it's very the right level of it's good. It's a little indie, but mm-hmm. like they're but they're like major label now, right? And it's actually a good song. Yeah, like I was like, oh, I love this song. I've heard this. I've listened yeah. to the whole song. I like that version with Brie Larson singing yes. it. Probably like I've heard a version of Metric singing it, but yeah. I like the version with Brie. There's a full oh, see, Brie Larson, Metric, but yeah. yes. Oh, I love Metric I too. Don't get me wrong. The but soundtrack full, is wild. Yeah. The oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Like it. Uh, halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, I gotta listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it's it's back. And there's some songs that are missing, like that. That oh no no never mind. That Metric song is in there. Mm-hmm. It's in that. Yeah, Broken Social Scene, Black yeah. Lips, uh, Beck, and then I even Metric liked a lot is on the, there too, I Black think. Lips. I even liked some of the stuff that like the band was playing. Like, yeah, like they're bad. They're purposefully they're, bad. But it's good. Yes. <laughs> like they're done. They're like, I'm a crash I'm going to take you to the, your, your junk to the garbage dump man, with my yeah. garbage truck. Oh, God. We hate so, you. Please die. Yeah. Oh, like that, very oh, that other band. Yeah. So funny. No, the, the super, super emo, angry band. The battle against the twins. Um, yeah. That song is like for the movie. It's called Threshold. And yeah, that one's I like that yeah. one. That dun, 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 dun. They it's all really have good. like a good beat and bass line to yeah. it. It's like the lyrics they made purposely not very developed. Right. But yeah, they're really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. Um. Anyway. Um, what is it? Min? My min first? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? I think they could have shaved like 10 minutes off. Fair. I think it's, they spent, I think it's a little, just a smidge too quippy. Right. And a smidge too long. And they could have edited down a little bit of the quips and yeah. like those extended jokes. Some of them could have done with a, just a touch of editing, but this is nitpicking. I mean, right. yeah. it's, it's a really good It's a movie. really good movie. Yeah. And I laughed like, the entire time. Like, I could take like eight or 10 minutes off the front of this. And still be fine. Because it almost takes 40, 40 yeah. or 50 minutes to kind of get to the axis. just throughout. Just like somewhere along the way. Yeah. There's some things that you could just edit down just a bit. But it's, like I said, it's nitpicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Max, uh, for me, the way that they put together the CGI effects with practical effects. Yeah. To me was really, really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Cause that way the CGI is not reliant completely on the CGI. There is all these practical effects when the band is playing even and like the wind is blowing at them when the monsters are fighting when the right. CGI monsters yeah. are fighting. Like it's it's all put together very well. Um and the practical effects are just always better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just always makes the movie better. Yeah. I made a specific note about the wire work because there were one yes. or two times where even when the like that big club scene was happening yeah. and the they exploded from sound, like the characters were flipping and I'm like, that's good wire yeah. work. Yeah. Even the wire work in this movie's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, totally agree. Practical effects always make the movie just seem more real. It's always better. It's even, just always like, better. You go back to Jurassic Park. Yep. Jurassic Park still looks good yeah. because it's all practical. You want to touch it up with some CGI? Yeah. Good. Like, clean, make it seamless. You I'm not I mean? knocking see, Like, they oh, had yeah. CGI monsters fighting each other oh, for and sure. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you yes. better have practical stuff in there. I can't take when it's just, it's you're pretty much just in front of an entire green screen. it dates it yes, so quickly. It does. Yeah. yeah. But this movie did not feel dated. No, not at for all. Me, for yeah. the CGI at all. Totally. Guys, it sounds like we loved this movie. Yes. But I almost wonder if other people loved it too. And that's why we're going to now go to Critical Hits. Where we read uh, 
choice user reviews from metacritic.com. Uh, I'm going to start by reading off the first one, and this is from user Raphael. He gives it a 10, and he says, Fantastic fun. So long as you have, uh, so long as you like to have a good time, you should. Bring some friends, grab some ICs, and enjoy the show. Seriously, Ices. this is a silly movie. Don't have your head in your ass. Just go for a good time and watch Scott kick some evil ex boyfriend, girlfriend ass. That's really good. 10 out of 10. Oh, I think boy. that sums things up very well. Uh, Katie, do you want to do the second one from Dorn Becker? Sure. From Dor Becker. Dor Becker. So he, opposite take, gave it a one. He said, terrible, unfunny movie for hipsters and closet nerds. <laughs> that might be true. It might be a small little like demographic. Yeah. It might be people our age. I don't know who yeah. like this movie. But anyway, uh, for hipsters and closet nerds. And not just closet nerds, like no nerds. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting off track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm taking issue with this. I'm not analyzing this comment. Can't believe this hype on this trash. The only people who would think this movie is funny are five-year-olds. Five-year-olds wouldn't think it was funny. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't know what's going they on. They wouldn't know what was happening. But anyway, sorry, as you were. He crushed the cup with the Coke in it. Ha, ha, ha. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Travis, you want to give us our third one? All right. So this person, Calisanti11. Uh, Basically, Twilight for boys. <laughs> Completely That's average and ugly teenager being loved by two awesome girls and having fantastic adventures with a lot of action. Well, at least it has some kind of humor going for it. That's something, I guess. They gave it a three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also a three came from Iqbal. Uh, if you check... If you check my account, you will see that I'm a bit of a gamer. That being said, this movie is a stinker. The whole video game sketch as special effects just looks lame. If you dislike cheesiness like in the Twilight series, what is with Twilight? <laughs> you sure will as hell dislike this. This one is a stinker, folks. As I said, three out of ten. But, you know, some of these reviews are positive. Katie? Yep. Uh, movie Addict gave it a ten. You can't put a genre on this movie. Music? Superb. Visuals, fantastic. The dream movie for anyone who loves comic books. Can't talk to that one girl or wants to fight for their relationship. The cast is solid, as are the boss battles, which flow smoothly. Sarah and Culkin carry this, which... Culkin carries this? <laughs> nah. <laughs> what? He has one character note. What? But anyway. anyway, Sarah and Culkin carry this tale carry this tale to the end with their own character quirks and problems. A male version of Twilight! <laughs> these, all these reviews came from different time periods, too. A male what version of Twilight hyped up on buzz and action and certainly a favorite of my movie catalog. Why Twilight? I don't know! I don't get the comparison. Who, did that many people watch? I don't... I don't know. Why did Twilight come out at the same time as this movie? Why can't Twilight it, be for boys and this, did, girl be, but this movie be for girls, but whatevs? <laughs> boys like video games, girls like vampires. I'm just surprised all these guys are even talking about Twilight. Yeah, geez. I mean, they could be I girls assume they're too. guys. I don't know. Who knows? Travis, you want to give us our last one? Yeah. So, oh, um, Do You Voodoo <laughs> gave it a zero. This is pure, unadulterated cringe fest from start to finish. It's pretentious, artsy, farty, emo, <laughs> annoying musical pile of poop. My toes curled throughout, and we had to admit defeat and switch it off halfway through. <gasps> no! Do not watch. This is my number one most hated film with Love Actually a close second. Those are the two strangest <laughs> movies. Love Actually. What movies do you hate? Oh Love God. Actually and it's Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Oh my God, I can't even. Those oh. are my two. I can't. That's terrible. <laughs> Well, let's uh, palate cleanse that last review away uh, with a fun game that I came up for the two of you, oh and we're going to call this one uh, Toronto or Not. And I have a, a small sound effect here. I hope it works. Right! Toronto! Oh that my made God. me really happy. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, that, my friend... Oh, that, my friend, was Paul Stanley. Oh, that's not who I was going to guess. Well, who are you going to guess? I don't know. Nugent, for some reason, came to mind, even though that's not his voice. But So in Toronto or not, nah, I'm going to give you five movies, and you're going to tell me, are they based in Toronto or not? Nah? Based in or filmed? Oh, based in. Based in Toronto. Okay. And oh. There's no, like, I'm not about, like, tricking you guys. So, like, it's Mississauga. Like, the storyline is in Toronto. Yes. And I believe in the case of a, like, checkmark movie, it was also filmed in Toronto. Okay. Okay. So, there's no tricks here. Okay. Ready? No tricks. Okay. First film Canadian Bacon with John Candy. Toronto or Nah? I'm going to say nah, nah, just because it says Canadian in it. There's yeah. no way they actually filmed nah. it in Toronto. That movie is based in Toronto. Damn it. Uh, the next one I have for you is Obsessed, the movie with Beyonce, Ali Larder, and Idris Elba. No. 
Nah. Are you nah. sure? Are you sure? I don't. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure at all. I'm going to say yes. Uh, that movie is not based in oh, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, the F word or uh, what if it's the Daniel Radcliffe, Zoe Kassan movie from uh, quite a few years ago, mm. from maybe six or seven years ago. This is a complete guess. I'm nah. going to say no. It's known as the F word in some territories and what if in other territories. Gotcha. Nah. 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 What is that? Was that a yeah or no? <laughs> That's a nah. Nah. Uh, it was filmed and based in Toronto. Oh, boy. Uh, for the most part. There were some scenes elsewhere, but mostly based in Toronto. Ugh, the Love Guru with Mike Myers. Remember that stinker? Oh, yeah. He loves to wear his Leafs jerseys. He does. Yeah, but I'm going to say it's no, not nah, based nah. in No, nah. Guys, did you see that movie? No. No. God, Maybe years did? ago. Years ago. He was wearing a Toronto. It's based around the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, he wore a Leafs jersey in a lot of things. There's a <laughs> Leafs win the cup. It, you, uh, ta- uh, scroller Jesus what I, is the word I'm looking for the 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 scrolls at the bottom like ticker tape the almost? ticker there is a Leafs win the cup ticker at the bottom of a uh, I believe an Austin Powers movie okay I'm just saying he'll wear anything in anything he are doesn't you only care allowed to He'll, wear maple leaf outfits in toronto no he and wears them everywhere else? yes that is the rule oh, but okay. apparently we're wrong is apparently, what he's getting yeah, at. last right. one grand torino with clint eastwood that's not where's it based italy somewhere in somewhere in <laughs> oh, california wait. i think no that i was thinking what am i thinking of <laughs> grand torino that movie that's based in detroit michigan it it's in detroit detroit michigan which is four really hours away from toronto was... but not in toronto and that, my friends, was Toronto or not? Oh God! That well done, like Toronto, but well that's done. okay. Um, another thing, they shout out Brampton. Yeah, they which did. I believe Michael Sarah is from Brampton, is or someone in the cast is from Brampton. I'm sure. But yeah, to one of the bands, they say, "Oh, such and such yeah, from, from Brampton, Brampton, which is nearby yeah. Toronto." So people from the GCA, the Greater Toronto Area, will be happy. And you're right, he is from Brampton. Nice. Lots of Canadians you got Brie Larson. Uh, Michael Sarah, Allison Pill. Yep. They're all Canadian. Mm-hmm. There's a couple more. I'm sure there. But I don't recall who. I'm sure. But yeah. Stop. Michael Is Sarah had a, a a musical album? What? I'm sorry? What? Is it, It's a lo-fi album? And it's not Sex Bombs? No, it's not. That's we need to listen to this later. We do. Um, the final uh, thing I want to ask you guys is, should this movie be cut or seen? Uh, I'll just start and say it's fantastic. It holds up really well. It holds up mostly well in 2020 uh it should be seen don't skip this one if you're a fan of games of film edgar wright crushes this and so does all the cast honestly it's just entertaining Mm -hmm. if you just want to just it's a like a popcorn like a very good popcorn movie yeah like it's a well executed smart popcorn movie Mm -hmm. so if you want to have a good time yeah i would absolutely recommend to see it Totally. I mean, this has been, like I said, one of my favorite movies for a very long time, and it still is. It still holds up. It's really, really good. Definitely see it. So three scenes from us. And that's it for this episode. Uh, you can find all things cutscenes at cutscenes.ca and uh, cutscenes underscore pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find me on the internet at Jacob McCourt. Katie, where can the folks find you? Uh, I am on Twitter. I am at Les Brack. It's L-E-S-P. P-E-R-A-K on Twitter. And Travis? I'm on Twitter too, uh, at Travis Colnett. And that is the end of another episode of Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. Travis, will leave you with the eternal words of Mr. Scott Pilgrim himself. Travis, take it away. Bread makes you fat? Thanks for listening. Scenes, a video game movie podcast.